Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Thank you for joining us. You are listening to Unbecoming of Age, the podcast hosted by two guys that have never met in real life. My name is Colin Flynn. I live in Iowa. My co-host, Mr. John mm, Craig, who lives just outside New York City in New Jersey. John, what the fuck's going on? What's going up? I got big news, Colin. Big news. Big news? Really? Yeah. Uh, hit me with it. Hit me with it. Yeah, I'm kind of done with this shit, man. I'm over this podcast and bullshit. <laughs> I listen. Okay. I, I listen to Empire of Blood and shit, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's got murder and intrigue." It's like the number one podcast. I can't compete with that. All right, it was seven years, forty-two. I can do the forty-two. This is gonna be my last one. April Fools! Oh shit! I just did an April Fools joke. Oh snap! <laughs> Happy Easter! Jesus is back. All right, I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking maybe when you said that, I thought maybe we should do one of those true true crime things or do some sort of storytelling. I, you know? I, I actually. I was thinking about it, too. I was thinking, like, I think they've done a couple of parodies. I think someone has done parodies of Serial when that thing was really big. And uh, I don't know. I uh, Have you listened to this, Empire of Blood? No, I have not. I haven't uh, even heard of it. It's, it's like, way up there in the uh, Apple store. It's uh, seven episodes. I'm on episode six, and it's okay. about uh, it's a crack dealer in the Bronx, early 1990s. Yeah. Uh, convicted of double homicide a couple of years after it happened. And uh, there are two guys that were together in, in prison. And then there's this, uh, everyone's a character in it. You know, this guy, he's a reporter, Steve Fishman. He's a character. You know, the prosecutor, Turtle Man is a power. It's, it's pretty fascinating. But it, some of these um, are challenging because you're not always feeling for the, um, the accused murderers slash drug dealers. You know, because right. everyone okay. that goes to prison is innocent, right? Like, they were always, I didn't do it. Well, I don't know what really happened. I'm not sure that the reporter knows what re- what really happened. Uh, it's pretty good, though. I mean, it's, um, but, I, I mean, the guy put, he put uh, over seven years of investigative reporting into this thing. I'm not, not saying this is the only thing he worked on every, you know, seven years, 365 days a year. But, uh, no, yeah. I'm, I'm not quitting anything. So he, he's definitely put in a lot more work than we ever have. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I, although this past week, this is episode 42, the last episode, and we're recording on April 1st, which is Sunday and Easter. Happy Easter, if that's your jam. Yeah. Um, and uh, last time we did this was episode 41. A week ago we recorded, but uh, we had some technical issues. We tried real hard to throw an extra one in there, but it, the shit just didn't work out. We, we, but it was weird because we'd been, we'd been doing two a week, and now it's like we only did one, and I was like, damn, it feels like it's been forever. It, yeah, it really did. And, uh, and even I, though we, we actually did a show in there that uh, we uh, yeah. had technical uh, difficulties with and just could not get, uh, as John said, uh, he didn't want to didn't want to cooperate it, with us, the recording. Right. Yeah, the original episode 42 that will never be. We put more time into that than into any other episode because we did the best, two days. The yeah. best show it's, it's honestly, it's like <laughs> the archives, man. It's going to be the archives. So one day that's going to be discovered, and then they'll know the true genius that was John M. Craig and Colin yeah. Flynn on Becoming of Age. Yeah. So I am I'm nervously 
nervously awaiting uh, one of the biggest events uh, possibly in the history of mankind. Uh, this is not an April Fool's joke thing. The <laughs> fucking Chinese uh, and their goddamn space station shit uh, is expected to fall to Earth uh, very soon. Uh, we're saying here sometime it's tonight. A school bus sized space uh, station uh, is beginning its uh, last descent, uh, descent I guess that would be. It's fallen out of the sky and uh, they say it's going to disintegrate mostly coming through the atmosphere but uh, chunks of it are going to come down. You're going to rain down on earth and Right now, they're saying the Midwest is kind of in the is in the fall pattern. Maybe, although it doesn't sound like it's, it doesn't sound like they really fucking know what this was going on with this shit. As far as trying to tell us what's going on, it's not like that movie, you know, where we're out, you know, flying out to land on the on the on the asteroid and blow it up and all that shit. Uh, no, nothing like that at all. But uh, it could land in the Midwest, and that's that's where I'm at. So I'm I'm just I don't know what I should do. Should I? You can't. Okay, if the shit's falling down out of the sky. And it's coming down that hard. You can really being in your house isn't going to do any good because it's going to come right through the goddamn roof. So I wonder, maybe, maybe I should be moving. Maybe I should get in the car. Maybe I should drive around. I, yeah. Well, either that or fucking make sure you get your phone out, set it to video, slow-mo, and uh, capture that shit. Just in case you, you want to go viral somehow. Maybe. I'm just saying, this could be your opportunity. Now, the thing that's fascinating about this is I, while you're talking about it, I Googled it. And, and USA Today was one of the first results, and it said, no April Fools, Chinese space station could smash into the Earth today. Cause, and then it, and it says here, and it has a, it has a great little Photoshop here, um, that it's the size of a school bus, like you said, but it weighs 9.4 tons? Yes. Yeah. I can't imagine a bus. A bus doesn't weigh nine point four tons. I'm sure yeah, of that. I have no idea. Bus. Well, if it's full, but, of, full, full of kids, maybe. <laughs> they had. Yeah, they well, chunky it's, kids. You know, it's the corn fat, syrup. Fat it's the corn syrup. It's the <laughs> processed food. So they've got here uh, a graphic showing the scale of Chinese Tiangong One. Did I say that okay? I think Tiangong yeah. uh, One space station, and it uh, it shows a school bus in space next to the space station. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. It's actually kind of funny. Although it's not funny if the thing lands on your house. Well, I that mean, fucker is headed maybe towards Iowa. So you, you do have a good point that maybe there is a, a, an opportunity here to make some money. Maybe I should just set up the the uh, the, the video on, on the neighbor's house. If it, it could possibly just come streaking out of the sky and fucking hit the neighbor's house, <laughs> which would make me feel better. I'd feel bad for them. Okay, sure. I mean, but um, I would have the peace of mind knowing it didn't hit me, and I'd also have the video. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's it, it says here any debris that survives will uh, it will likely hit water or the ground within 20 minutes of the space station's entry into the Earth's Earth's atmosphere. Uh, what else would it hit? Water or the ground? <laughs> the Colin, ground. Oh shit! Right here it says Colin Flynn's home in Cedar ah! Rapids, Michigan. Cedar oh Rapids shit! Uh, uh, anyway, yeah, so yeah, I, I didn't I didn't know about that, and uh, thank God I'm on the. I don't think I'm ever going to move from the East Coast, the Northeast. I feel pretty good here. Uh, California, the West Coast, that's going to drop off into the ocean. Hurricanes yeah. down the South. We're, eh, well, we've had hurricanes here too, but no tornadoes. We've talked about that. No, we yeah. talked about that on the Lost episode. We did, we did on the yeah. Lost episode. I think know? that was the Lost episode. Oh, man, that was a great conversation. I can't <laughs> believe that you and your pickup truck got caught up in that. Anyway, whatever. It's, it's not it's worth part of the Lost episode. Recapping. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was? Did we talk about Kazoo and the Flintstones? 
Did we do that? I'm just saying, because if that's the case, then I don't feel bad about losing it. I don't know what we talked about. Sometimes you will say, did we talk about, and I absolutely know we've talked about it at some point, uh, and I'm not sure if it was something we actually recorded, but um, Kazoo and Flintstones, I am pretty confident that, uh, no, we did not talk about that. Okay. And maybe it was, uh, no, I don't think so. Although I do like uh, Kazoo. That was Harvey Korman. Hello, (laughs) dum-dums. (laughs) <laughs> it's just not prehistoric and okay yeah. um i'm going real hack tonight i'm I, you know I'm, I'm i'm a little tired it's been a long um day so I, uh, yeah you got up at, you said before we started uh, the um, taping uh, recording you said that uh, 3 a.m you're up at 3 a.m what the hell's up with that so wait i wait no i i i, I went to sleep i went to sleep around 11 45 p.m midnight ish fell asleep woke up at like i think one o'clock someone called me or texted me i took the call short phone call went back to sleep woke up at 2 30 it was like in and out of sleep and then i had to leave and i stayed at my friend's house because the uh my my first pickup was an airport pickup my friend has a house in the same shore town it's called manasquan down the jersey shore okay it's about 30 Five forty minutes for me so a 4 a.m pickup 35 minutes for me like that's crazy so i was literally a five minute drive away from my pickup got to the house at around uh, 3 45 a.m picked them up at I think about 10 after four they came out and drove them to the philadelphia airport about an hour and 40 minute trip and uh and then i and then i uh went to my cousin's house he lives in suburban philly took a little nap there and then uh, took about an hour nap, got in my car, and then drove another like 45 minutes to pick up a woman in New Jersey, um, kind of outside of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And then I drove that woman up to Manhattan. I drove her to the Dominic Hotel in uh, Soho. It used to be the Trump Soho Hotel. But in December of uh, last year, it changed uh, ownership. Uh, so I don't know the story behind that. Uh, there must be a story there. Uh, so I was, so I probably drove about 350, 360 miles in like, um, a few hour period. And, uh, and then I just, just before we started recording, I, I drove a woman locally, uh, drove her to the, to Newark airport, which, uh, only about 30, 35 minutes. And then of course I've got to get myself back home, but I'm just, my ass is kind of kicked. I didn't sleep enough. And, uh. I've been doing nothing but sleeping for the last really yeah kind of forty eight hours just just kind of why are you not feeling well no I feel fine it's just I don't know just I think it's the time of year it's still it's still cold and you can't really go outside for for some Mm -hmm. fucked up reason we're just having this really cold spring and I just you know what are you gonna do so I this afternoon uh, I started watching uh, on uh, HD Movie Net I started watching uh, Lawrence of Arabia which is a great Uh movie uh huh. Uh, it's got an intermission. It goes so long. Yeah, you know, yeah. You're going along, all of a sudden it goes, intermission. It's like, what the hell? Uh, but, yeah, it's it will put you asleep, though, after a while if, yeah. you, if you sit there and watch that. So It I looks beautifully shot. I've never seen it. You know, it's quite 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 a great movie. And it's weird because they've got all these old actors, you know, like uh, the Alec Guinness, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi is is a really young actor in this in this film, so it's 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 pretty cool. But yeah, it's it's caused me to kind of uh, kind of build and I'm maybe it's good that I, I've been resting a little bit pre pre uh, you know 
pre-bomb possibly happening you know with the, the strike thing coming coming down out of the sky the uh the parts of the bus but uh i just i was also seeing that um kind of related to that we i don't know have you heard about the okay iowa we're, we're known for a few things uh not much but we had this bison which is a buffalo bison mm-hmm. buffalo right uh, a very famous buffalo uh called sparky have you heard of sparky Mm, I, I I have not heard of Sparky. Sparky the Buffalo. Now, Sparky the Buffalo, he was named Sparky because uh, he had survived a lightning strike at one point. Yeah, okay. I... <laughs> okay, so Sparky got hit by lightning and uh, made it, got through it somehow. And uh, today uh, we found out that uh, Sparky actually died. Sparky's gone. Sparky is, is toast. So, uh, yeah. What, what was, uh, what took him out? Well, they said that uh, he, uh, as a Sparky, let's see, uh, he just uh, lost weight, grew weak, uh, found dead Thursday. That's that's all we've got. Uh, oh, HIV. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, no, they, they got pills for that. If, if they can keep, uh, if, if you can keep uh, Magic Johnson alive for like 20 years, or it's been more than that, it's been like 30 years. I remember when they announced that Magic Johnson thing, everybody's like, he is fucking dead. He's going to live like another two weeks, and he's gone. Yeah. He, no, he, he, did, like, he actually gained weight. Yeah, he's like looks great. He's just round and shiny, and you know everything about the guy looks great. So um, hey, more power to him. So yeah, um, but uh, it's been uh, yeah, it's just been a lot of sleep going on. So I'm, I'm feeling I, good. I'm just resting. I, I just googled. Uh, you have you have been struck by lightning though, right? Ever? I have never been struck by any lightning. close calls. Uh, yes, one time I was when I was living in Texas. I they, I think it uh, struck pretty. It may have hit uh, like somewhere on the house that i was living in uh but it the it was a brick home uh, uh, like a brick ranch house and the the uh the framing around the windows was metal like an aluminum kind of thing and i was uh standing by the window looking out at this uh, just crazy ass thunder lightning you know just really kick-ass storm that was blowing through and i stand there and lightning struck just right outside somewhere and I, i could see it it like arced around the window frame it was that close and it it fucking took out everything in the house that was electronic it was even, there was even some stuff I, I swear to god was not even plugged in that and got smoked that was like my tv uh, at that time it was vcr uh microwave all kinds of shit everything that was plugged in and a couple things that weren't gone so yeah uh close but no that's as close yeah i don't know sparky i'm looking at sparky the bison it's pretty badass yeah, yeah yeah it's pretty cool did you have yeah. you seen a picture well, buffaloes. I don't know that they really. No, but he's got like a crazy ass scar, like on the like top of his back. Actually, I didn't even fucking heard of Sparky until the story came. Out. Today, yeah, it was in the Iowa Register, the Des Moines Register, whatever, yeah, and a few other places. I'm sure. Yeah, I don't think I would have heard about this had uh, had you and I. Uh, not had he, this podcast yeah, and yeah, uh, so was, yeah yeah they they throw up the, these these weird stories sparky died I'm like who the fuck sparky nobody in iowa knows who sparky is they know <laughs> maybe when this originally happened somebody may have been paying attention but in the last whatever uh, 13 years or something since it happened when did it happen i don't even know uh, uh 2014 i believe because uh if the article i found in 2016 said that alive and well going strong after two years okay well, flash forward another uh year and a half two years sparky's dead 
Yeah, yeah, it's the kind of things we do in Iowa. There's an, there, uh, another big story that's going on right now. Uh, there was a guy that uh, in in a town very close to where I, I grew up, this town called, uh, I think it's Sibley or something like that. Anyway, he uh, was suing his, uh, or he got sued by his hometown. They were trying to uh, shut down a website that he had. And what he was, he was pissed off because he, uh, there's a dog food factory apparently in the town and he was trying to uh discourage people from coming to the town kind of tongue-in-cheek but he, he put up this website that said hey Sibley a place that smells like rancid dog food you know it basically if you looked at that you're never gonna move to Sibley Iowa so the city of Sibley Iowa decided that they would uh, sue the guy and, and you know try to get him uh, force him to take this website down saying it was a uh, defamation and mm. you, know, you know slander I guess or some I don't know what a city can do in that regard but um, he got the ACLU on his side and they uh, took the thing up the uh, up the food chain, as it were, to court, and he can keep up his uh, his uh, website. And also, the city uh, has to pay him. They said uh, sixty five hundred dollars uh, in damages, and then the uh, twenty thousand in legal fees that the ACLU uh, had rolled up. The city's got to wow. pay for that too. So, if you want to say your city stinks. You're okay to do that. Apparently. You're allowed to do that? There's precedent for that. Yo, fuck Red Bank. Fuck Red Bank, yeah. A cool little town dot com. I think that's the, the website for Red yeah. Bank. I've never gone to it. So uh, you're, your boy from Red Bank, I should mention, uh, Kevin Smith. I was going to ask, how he, how's he doing? Is he healthy? Uh, it, well, the way it sounds, you know, I, I said he's doing that. Uh, we talked about this a couple episodes ago. He's, he's got a gig he's doing here uh, uh, soon, and it sold out just bam like that. But um, what it what it is is he's uh, they're going to be recording uh, a live recording of a podcast, and so you know they just get a studio audience while they sit at a table and across from each other and do this podcast. And he's doing it with this other guy. I can't remember the name of the podcast. Smodcast, uh, so- no. That's something about Hollywood. Hollywood something. It's it's yeah. It's one I hadn't heard of. I think he's on a different one. Hmm. But uh, at any rate, he uh, I could look it up, but uh, it doesn't really matter. So, uh, but the original show sold out sold out so fast that uh, they decided that they're going to do a they're going to split it out. And he's which I would have thought this would have been included in the original ticket, but they decided to to split it out now. And he's going to do like an after thing that starts at like 11 or midnight or something like that. So after they, they do the podcast, I, I don't know if they're going to kick everybody out that was there already or how that works, but they, they're now selling tickets for the after deal where he's just going to be, you know, answering questions and, and uh, just, you know, doing his shtick, his normal stuff. So um, I don't know. I haven't bought tickets for that. They're not, it hasn't sold out. So apparently a little less interest maybe in that part of it. To me, that was the more interesting part. Mm, the yeah, it's, it's called... Um, Hollywood Babylon. Yeah, there like you go. Two separate words, like a play on the word Babylon. Yeah. And uh, it's 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 uh, Kevin Smith and Ralph No, Ryan Garman. No, Ralph Garman, I think is the guy's name. Okay. Yeah. I don't know much about that guy. Uh, I'm that. checking out the website. It's on his website Smodcast. Yeah. Uh, so I, Oh, by the way, Go ahead. I just Sorry. I was going to say I realized probably why you know we were talking about the tire thing. I just realized why I, why I was probably sleepy. I've eaten more sugar today than I normally do. I think I had a big sugar thing earlier in the day. Uh, it's Tori's birthday today. She's fifteen. Oh, happy birthday! Yeah, yeah fifteen, and on which kind of sucks. You know, you get your April. She, well, she's got the April Fool's thing going anyway, which is right. You know, but then uh, it's also Easter, uh, and her grandpa's birthday is yesterday. So it's kind of like this, uh, you know, shared type thing. Everybody got together. To 
today and I eat. I, I normally don't eat. I'm not a big sweets guy, but for some reason today I had uh, a couple of cupcakes and then I had, they had like this carrot cake roll thing, which um, I'm always kind of a little bit of a sucker for the carrot cake. So I ate some of that and then they had this uh, chocolate cake that had a, uh, the center of it, like on stripe down the middle was a cherry thing with white frosting and I, I had all that shit and it's like lapsed into a diabetic coma afterwards and I felt great for a while and then yeah just yeah I had a lot of I had a lot of sugar today as well I had a client she uh, a very nice uh, woman first generation American Irish probably around 80 but a very young 80 talked to me the entire ride the entire ride like an hour and like 45 minutes which was fine but I was so tired I was having trouble following she was very sweet though but when I I walked um, up to her door to take her bag and put it in the trunk. She walked back in the house to just finish up and to lock up. And she said, I have something for you. And she handed me a Ziploc bag with chocolate candy. It was like nothing nothing specific to Easter. But it was Kit Kats, uh, Reese's Pieces, little like Snickers bars, uh, Almond Joy, like everything, and uh, Twix. And yeah. she's like, for you to nibble on in the, in the front seat. You just, okay, all right. I didn't mine, offer her any. A friend of mine went to Ireland and came back with these chocolates from Ireland. Yeah, and this is what you would expect from Ireland. The, the, uh, and I am from an Irish background, so I will just go ahead and perpetuate the stereotype. They were uh, full of booze, some kind of uh, whiskey-type center. And it Sounds was full yummy. on booze. That's it. That sounded amazing. It was really good. Yeah, but you know, uh, a couple that. of these are like, "Oh, I'm catching a buzz." This yeah, is, chocolate know, and booze. Yeah, yeah. What was that? Was that that was a uh, a, a Ween record, right? No, <laughs> chocolate <laughs> and booze. It could have been. I don't know. I don't know. Um, have you uh, have you heard this amazing feel good story? I like I like when I yeah, hear this good amazing. Is it better the, the, than the Buffalo? The Chicago Blackhawks. Did you hear about the emergency goalie Scott Foster, thirty six year old accountant? Did you hear about this? No, I did not. So good. This is a few nights ago. The Black the Chicago Blackhawks in Chicago are playing against the Winnipeg Jets. They're up six to two. I think they started the game with their uh, starting uh, goalie was out. Their second string goalie, uh, backup goalie, he got injured. Then the third string goalie was in the game with about 14 minutes left, started cramping. Okay. They, so apparently there's this thing. If there are these guys that are emergency goalies and they come to the arena they're paid x amount of dollars i don't know the exact amount and they hang out in the press box and watch the game and eat their food and that's that and they usually at the end of the game they go home in this case they needed the backup goalie he could have played for either team it was the blackhawks that did not have a goalie so up six two with uh 14 minutes to go 36 year old accountant scott foster who plays in a rec plays at a rec league uh, who was at his accounting day job earlier in the day, gets on the ice, seven saves, 14 minutes. Wow. They win the game. It's so amazing. I mean, now that I'm sure they were a better team. If you watched it, even though I'm not like a diehard hockey fan and I don't watch a lot of it, you could tell that he doesn't move like a an NHL goalie. But he was solid. He played, he played um, 
competitively, you know, at Western Michigan University, I imagine they're a pretty good team. Yeah. Uh, had a pretty good save percentage. Yeah. And uh, the guy was pretty matter-of-fact in this. But it was still a pretty good feel-good So I watched a lot of it. Uh, I didn't, Oh, I think I heard about it on NPR and then went on Sports Center and saw some of the highlights. I but bet he was jacked. He really, awesome. Yeah, yeah. He had to have been just, you know, I would guess getting out uh, on the ice. Well, he's a Division One athlete at that at that university. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... I think you know honestly it's at even at 36 relatively young guy he's probably one of the oldest guys on the ice one of oh yeah not the but yeah, yeah. you know i mean that's one thing i mean that it's recently hit me um when i was at my friend's house last night i mean he had the ncaa tournament on uh but then he was flipping around and he was watching some baseball and and it was like uh mets i don't know who they were playing but uh the new york mets and uh I just turned to my friend. He he's going to be forty-seven in June. I'm forty-seven in September. And I said, "It's crazy. Every time I think of it, like that, we are older than every, just about every professional athlete, <laughs> like every. And and it's been a really long time that we've been older than ninety-nine point nine 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 percent. And to the point that where I looked at." Um, I think they maybe they were playing the Cardinals. Yeah, it was definitely Cardinals because I said to, I said to him, "Is that Tony Larusa?" That shows how long I've been paying. I haven't been paying attention to baseball, um, and the guy looked eh, roughly, you know, late forties, early forties. I said, "It's getting to the point where the coaches and managers are uh, are younger than us." <laughs> like, what the fuck? I'm getting old. <laughs> Like well, it, yeah, yeah. I th- you know, you're starting to see some of these people taking better care of themselves. Uh, yeah, it wasn't that long ago, really, that uh, I guess what 70s or 80s, maybe, where there, those baseball players were still smoking in the dugout. Oh you know? my god, so, the 80s. Yeah, 80s, yeah. possibly even even in the 90s. The the manager, the coach of the uh, Jim Leland, I think it was a uh, Florida Marlins, and uh, he used to chain. He like was a chain smoker, and yep. and Keith Hernandez. Uh, I mean, he's a bit, he did a lot of coke too when he was in the in the late seventies and early eighties right, when he right. was with the Cardinals and also the uh, the uh, Mets. And yeah. actually, the nineteen eighty six uh, World Series uh, winning uh, Mets team had a lot of guys there: um, Daryl Strawberry, <laughs> White Gooden, right, L- Lenny right. Dykstra. Um, a lot of those guys were like. High on cocaine, riding yeah, that baseball train. Yep, yep. Yeah, man. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, now, so now you got people that we got better nutrition, we got better uh, everything's, you know, just the, the science, man. We got science. Yeah. And then, so these guys are realizing if they stick around a little longer, yeah, they can they can uh, do shit uh, quite a bit longer. So it's uh, it's good to see that there's uh, a 36 year old out there uh, kicking ass. That's it's great. Taking names, yeah. taking names. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's you know, it's like he goes into the office. Hey, uh, what'd you do last night? Uh, go. I was a goalie for the Blackhawks. What'd you do? <laughs> yeah, sure. He's got young kids too. So, I mean, that's pretty ma- like that. That's just a a, a dream, you know. I mean, yeah, sure. Good. He goes back yeah. to his accounting job. Sure, he goes back to his like rec league. Come on, and uh, with all those saves, uh, this is pretty badass. Feel good story for sure. Uh, absolutely, yeah. that's the kind of shit you like. You like to see. Yeah, I teared up a little bit, and then good the fucking you. Chinese have their fucking space station like a bus, nine point four tons, coming down right that on your house. Me. That is scaring me. That is, that is making my asshole pucker so tight that you could not pound a ten. 
penny nail up it with a 10-pound hammer. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> says that. Nobody <laughs> says that. <laughs> I had to find a way to work that in. We we use that. Uh, on the, <laughs> oh, I, I forgot. Was, you remember? you know what you I know that we talked about that on the lost episode episode forty two. Yes. But right. I'm confident that you also talked about that on another episode. Uh, the asshole pucker. Yeah, I, I think I think that was when I brought it up first. Was th- th- that idea? You know that to, you know, to make your no. Like I can't that. remember when. I'm not. I'm 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 the worst unbecoming of age archivist ever. I usually. Yeah. You know, contact my friend Matthew, who lives in Washington D.C., and I'm like, "Hey, did do you happen to know if we talked about that thing?" Because he listens, he listens at one and a half times speed. So Which, I yeah. called him the other day, and he's like, "You're gonna have to talk to me at one and a half times speed." And I was like, "I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I really had no idea." And then he's like, "Because I listen, to, he listens to every episode of the podcast, I think." Well, that's and, good. Uh, We're glad he's there. We thank you. Yeah, I, I think it's great. He's in Costa Rica right now, and uh, Matthew's uh, he's, he's a gay fella, but I'm pretty sure that uh, he um, he doesn't like the other. He's he's a he's a homophobic gay guy. <laughs> I, I just think he likes the sex part, but I'm not sure. I think I'm not. I really haven't investigated further. But he'll send me these Snapchat messages, direct messages. Um, he sent me uh, Snapchat messages from a gay cruise, mm-hmm. and uh, that one was like on the deck of the cruise, and there was like a high heels um, race, like running in high heels around the deck. Right? Like, like I think to myself, like, oh my god, if if this stuff just was out there for those really conservative anti-gay homophobic tradition it's just none yeah. not help not helping the cause at all you know well, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well we made or i did i was making uh, light of or fun of the effeminate gay voice thing i think it was the last actual episode that we had on here where i was telling some kind of a story and i felt kind of bad afterwards because i was thinking really um, well, I goaded you into it, I think. Well, maybe a little bit, but I was thinking, uh, you know, what I've, I, I get, it used to be, like you said, there, there's there's a lot, that was more of a stereotypical thing, but it was around quite a bit. Now there's a lot of gay guys that come along, and I have no idea. I'm like, the gaydar doesn't go off. They, they don't sound gay. They don't particularly act gay. Uh, right. Although, but, 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 yeah, but what is know, acting gay? Well, I well, it's not the stereotypical lisping, you know, uh, yeah. walking around, you know. To, okay, so here's here's an example. Um, if you uh, usually, and I gave the I gave the example of the guys that were talking about uh, Burt Bacharach. Burt Bacharach, yeah. What the world needs now is yeah. less stereotypes. Yes. So if you have though, if you have sometimes like there's a group of five, six, seven gay guys walking around together. Um, and if you really sometimes pay attention, uh, uh, you will notice that um, a lot of times not one of them. They might may, they may be wearing caps, uh, but a lot of times the caps have like a, a polo logo on it or something like that. A lot of times there's no actual sports team logo. Um, they're usually they're better dressers than than the, the cisgender hetero guys. They they just they just got it going on a little better than we do, I think. And uh, usually I don't know. There's there's um, there's telltale signs. There's there's I don't know some kind of a way a lot of times to, to get a clue. Uh, but well, I, I, but I get fooled a lot too now. Now it's just like uh, there's I hear sometimes I'll hear somebody on a podcast or something they they've been talking for an hour or whatever and then they say I'm a gay man and I'm like I have no clue. 
which is fine. It's it's you know. It's better. It's better. Yes. Yeah. I think. It's well, not really. It's not. I mean, hey, look. I I know the stereotype. Well, I worked in the hair product industry for a while. Worked with a lot of hairdressers, and uh, I happen to know a lot of straight male hairdressers as well. But uh, uh, I, they're more annoying. Yeah, you know. we call those fucking barbers in this neighborhood. <laughs> well, no, barber. these guys are like ladies hairstylists. <laughs> and a lot of them don't like being called a ladies hairstylist. And the ones that are smart know how to get laid a lot That's, while they're a... I think it's cool that the barber thing, though, is back. That you have guys that are, no, I'm not a hairstylist. I'm a fucking barber. I went to barber school. I, I like both. Say, I want a yeah. dude that does both. A dude that does both? Yeah, because then, then, then I can... And, and I know a guy... Uh, he actually he has a he actually has a hair product company called Sheer Revival. Uh, good stuff actually. And his name is Zach. I don't know Zach's last name. He's a bass player in a band, and uh, he's got the big beard. His hair is pretty well coiffed himself. And uh, hipster. He worked at a hair salon. He's not he's not really a hair hipster though. He's he just he's a cool dude. And because he had both tra- he had barbering and hairstyling and worked at like a you know like a hair salon uh i i I wear my hair long i don't want a barber touching my hair i've had times it's been a long time since i've had long hair but when i did have long hair i i can relate to what 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 you're talking about but barbering at that point in history was not as big a deal as what it is now now you've got these barber traditional barber schools that have opened back up and they're teaching these guys uh, how to do hair. I can tell you this, if you do have short hair and you go to one of these guys that actually did go to barber school versus the hairstylist, they cut your hair way fucking better. The hairstylist uh, can't, they, they don't They don't seem to get it. Like if you get a fade uh, from a hairstylist uh, and it, they, they always leave this like puffy sh- thing towards the top they don't get the idea of how fade actually works it's not taut right the other thing they don't do right is uh at the back of your hair when they when it's okay say if you had really short hair and it's combed down uh unless it's like skin down to like a zero guard or something like that the hair's got to kind of they've got to finish it at the at the back of your you know back of your hairline barbers do that in a fade up you know buzz up thing the hairstylists do it going down. The going down things doesn't. It, it looks like shit. It, may, it might. It doesn't look that great even walking out the door of the place. But it definitely, in a day or two, you're looking in the mirror going, "What the fuck?" And it's like I need, I need a haircut again already. So I think that the barber, if they actually learn real barbering at a real barber college, it's way better for the short hair. Then I don't think the stylus can ever get it right. I will go in sometimes to it like I I used to go into a cheap place, uh, like you know like a cost cutters or one of those kind of places. Occasionally I would walk in and go, and I would ask, have, have any is anybody here actually been to barber school or did they go to a you know there there we have a real big hairstyling college here uh, in town that does really well with. Uh, you know, with a lot of people, but there's also a barber school. That's uh, there's one in Cedar Rapids, another one in Des Moines, and so I'll ask, did anybody actually go to the barber school that works here? Because and if they do, I'll get my haircut. But if they don't, I'm not getting my haircut by a stylist. Fuck them. Fuck right. the stylists and their fucking purple <laughs> fucking hair, fucking crazy shit. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, uh, my uh, a good friend of mine, she is a hairstylist, and uh, and when she cut my hair, it, it was great. And and she can do a um, a good uh, men's haircut. Um, at, with buzzers, the whole thing. She can do a good job. Yeah. Now I don't know if she can go down as short as you keep it and fit. I don't know how she would do with it, but uh, for me, I don't go really short. I mean, I've yeah. gone with like the shorter on the sides and back, um, but I, I'm not cutting my hair anytime soon. 
Yeah. I kind of like it to, long. I go to a black barbershop. It's, it's, uh, you tell me about that. Yeah. I mean, what was that like? What was the experience, though? I mean, First did, did you sit? Yeah. Did you feel like they, they, they were all up in their uh, conversation, then you walked in and it got all quiet? No, no, no. Because there's, uh, okay, you say black barbershop, um, or I said that. Uh, um, about probably and this place is this place is really busy they do a very good business i'd say uh you get probably um there's uh well the, the barbers there's probably half the barbers are black dudes um and then um, maybe um a quarter of them are are uh latino guys and mm-hmm. then a quarter of the of the guys are white so there's there's some white guys that are in there, Caucasian dudes that are cutting hair too, but um, most of them are black. But I mean, as far as the clientele goes, you got everything. It's predominantly black, uh, you know, as far as the clientele goes. But um, you got white guys. You got um, actually they get they do real good business with a lot of lesbian women. Uh, hmm. So there's a lot of chicks, you know, uh, uh, with the buzz cut stuff going on. Uh, there's a lot of them in there, and then there's just you know just people in there. And it's I don't know, it's a way better. They have. They do a uh, place I go to. They'll have uh, on a lot of times on Friday. They if the weather's nice, they they're doing barbecue. They'll give you like uh, free food when you walk in. They do a free beer Friday thing, so you can go in there and, and uh, drink a beer or two if you wanted to. And it's just real chill. Uh, it's it's different. But as far as like those dudes cutting your hair, like I can go to I can go to uh, I've got another barber that I go to occasionally, and when he does a, a cut, he can do do the uh, he, and he does a very respectable job. But he will do it in about fifteen minutes from start to finish, and he's done because he's he's just he's he's been doing it for a long time, and he he just he he's got his probably certain types of cuts. He knows how to do mine, and he just he gets through it really quick. Uh, when these guys do it, if you go to a black barbershop, you're going to be in the chair a while. Um, they they just they're a lot more attention to detail. They do a really really good job of making sure that like around your ears or, or whatever, a lot of you know different spots. Where sometimes like if you go to those uh, the cheaper places, especially you'll come home and you look in the mirror and you go, well Jesus, they missed this little piece over here. How did that happen? Uh, but yeah, typically I'd say. Um, you're going to be in the chair at the black barber shop uh, twice as long as you would at the standard barber, and uh, they just do a much better job. It's it's a it's a better place to go, and uh, you know the price is decent too. So I, yeah, I love it. I, I no problems with it at all. It's a good place. Yeah, well, I don't know that I would go to a black uh, <laughs> barber shop. I mean, I mean, didn't I tell you about my experience? With no, the, no. With the blacks who cut hair? No. I just, you don't say. I said at, at dinner tonight, I said the transgenders. I don't know why I said the transgenders. And then I said, is that offensive? Can you say that? Like a transgender person. I'm like, what's wrong with the transgenders? It's not, I didn't say I, tranny. Yeah. I think when you say the in front of everything. <laughs> I think the in front of any, any yeah. group of people, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah, the minorities. <laughs> now, who's the minorities now, too? You know what I mean? Like, who is? I don't know. Uh, but I, when I was a freshman in college at Syracuse University, I lived on a fairly diverse floor, although white dudes were the majority. Um, and there was a dude, I won't say his full name, but I should Google him. But uh, he was pretty big in the student African society i think that's what it was called sas okay and uh tall thin guy and somehow i don't know he had buzzers and he would buzz buzz the dude's hair i don't know if we gave him five bucks ten bucks i don't remember how it worked and i remember 
it, I'm pretty sure it was my first semester, second semester, and I did one of these things where it was like a full-on undercut where I shaved it on the sides and the back, yeah. and then it was like this crazy-ass mushroom do, like long and curly on top. <laughs> you know, kind of looked like almost like reverse sideshow bob or from the yeah. simpsons that's what or, I I can't, yeah. it's kind of a weird look or like if you remember the the band <coughs> some of the 80s new wave bands were like uh, depeche mode sure you had uh not uh martin gore the guitarist yeah he sings that song somebody beautiful voice totally different than dave gahan he kind of had that look with that really tight curly blonde hair and whatever and this guy was shaving my head and it, he was not gentle. Right? He was not. I don't know if it was intentional. And he was playing Ice T's record. Like uh, I, rem- I know what the album cover looks like. I don't remember any of the songs. I wasn't too familiar with Ice T. I was familiar with Public Enemy and a few other. You know, Run DMC, LL Cool J. No, they weren't around yet. They weren't there. Ice T. Okay. early album it was before body count remember that body count where yeah. it was like yep. he had the on with the body that song count. yeah yeah that hardcore sort of band yeah he caught a lot of um, shit for that one yeah yeah i wish i can remember the name of it but i mean it was a pretty aggressive uh you know cd cover album cover he's probably played on tape cassette on a giant boom box i mean like yeah. literally it was like an old school giant boom box and when you say he wasn't gentle is what he was bouncing you around or what was what no it was just like it was just he was pressing that hard where it actually hurt the skin you know okay when I, when I was a little kid, my dad used to take me to uh, to get haircuts at his haircut joint with the old barber. Okay, they would uh, they would sit you up on. He had a, a, a deal. He would put it like across the arms of the barber chair, so you could sit up on that. So you're out sitting up higher, so you get the, get the uh, the angle right or whatever. So um, you get up there, and I uh, remember this guy. He had the you know those barber scissors that have kind of like the little wings sticking off the side of him a little bit on the one you know, the, whatever you stick your fingers through there's like a little loop thing that comes off of there and uh, he would if you got wheeled around in the chair too much he would he would take that little that little nub thing on the on the scissors and he'd bop you in the head with it a little bit and it's like hold still you little bastard and so that would get your attention or he'd, he'd do that with with the buzzer thing too he'd kind of like knock you a little bit and every once in a while if you were wiggling around too much dad would be like yep if he wiggles around too much you just bop him one <laughs> which was the standard you know we we didn't get by with this much shit back then i was just thinking about that one one day recently here that with the haircut experience about how it, yeah that just wouldn't fly in today's world it's like what did you do you bapped my kid with your scissors i don't think so yeah <laughs> so he was he was pushing a little too hard did you uh he pushed you, a little too hard so yeah. here I, i'm going to describe the album cover because i distinctly remember that it had a red background and no uh, so it's it's called the iceberg so it's Ice T. I believe it's his third studio album. Uh, came out October tenth, nineteen eighty nine. Which is uh, I was at. I went to college. My freshman year of college was August nineteen eighty nine. And I, like I said, I wasn't too familiar with Ice T because he wasn't that big on the East Coast, or not for me. Um, and it's got an image of a well-built guy wearing like a uh, Oakland Raiders uh, baseball cap to the side. And he's got a gun to both temples 
One gun to his right temple, one gun to his left. A pistol, a Glock, and a shotgun in his mouth. And he's sort of like squinting his eyes. And essentially mm-hmm. it's called it's called the iceberg, freedom of speech. Just watch what you say. And the very first record, a, a song, and I remember what it sounds like. It says it's called Shut Up, Be Happy, featuring Jello Biafra of the Dead Kennedys. By the way, when, when I finish this up, I'm going to listen to this. Uh, Lead the Weapon, You Played Yourself. I mean, but I just remember, like, I I felt like like I shouldn't be here right now. <laughs> like, I don't know if shit's gonna go down or not. And uh, yeah, I, I think, think my my head was bleeding. I think my I think he broke you know some skin. Uh, I think uh, you you're probably safe going back at it again. I think uh, it's you shouldn't let this one incident uh, color your 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 uh, I- ideas of of what uh, a black barber shop could be like for you. I think it could. Be well, really this was the bathroom of of a of uh, an all boys floor freshman dorm. You got trouble right there. You're you're in the bathroom with some dude, and uh, somebody's holding the door shut. Is that what was going on? It sounds like a prison experience. You probably could have got a better haircut in in the joint. I'm sure, if you were locked up. But, yeah, I, I, I just found I just found saying. the guy on Facebook. It's not him. It's a white dude. So that's not the guy. Um, yeah, I, this is going to be like Kenny Coogan. This is a. Uh, no, this is this is a rabbit hole. I shouldn't go down. Probably shouldn't throw that name out just in case. No, I don't want to put his name out. It might have consequences. Come kick your ass, Kenny Coogan. You didn't have to worry about so much. This guy sounds like he could come back and kick your ass. He'll take his. Kenny his, Coogan's his, dead, dude. He's dead. No way that dude's still. Up. I have no idea. Oh come on, I'm just Kenny, saying. Kenny <laughs> lives, brother. I, I know Kenny's around. He's, he's still living. Yeah. He's got to be. Yeah, no, they they killed Kenny. Yeah, I know. Coogan. But That's Kenny, right. Kenny Coogan's got to be alive. He's he absolutely has to be alive. Uh, which is. Completely different than the ferrets, the Iowa ferrets. Seven, seven fucking ferrets. University seven of ferrets. Iowa? No. Yes, yes. I, I read this one from the hidden, uh, the lost episode. Uh, we talked a little bit about this. Yes, at, uh, I was in Iowa City, uh, which is very close to where I live, uh, last week, and I came around the corner. I saw a bunch of people carrying signs, and I thought, okay, stop, children. What's that sound? Everybody, look what's going down. Anyway, so yeah, I thought. Uh, you know, as the, I was driving up on this scene that I was going to see a bunch of people talking about gun control or you know, some big issue was going to be there. And uh, then I see these people with pictures of ferrets, big signs with ferrets, and they're from a group called Stop Animal Exploitation Now, which is uh, S-A-E-N. So it's just uh, SANE, is that what it probably is, uh, the acronym? I think is what they're going for there, but they are um, at the University of Iowa because uh, they have uh, they have leveled the accusation that the University of Iowa has been irresponsible in its uh, in its handling of of these ferrets. That I guess the University of Iowa it is uh, a it's a medical university, so they've been uh, doing research. Uh, for the advancing treatments for cystic fibrosis, so they were doing some uh, zygote engineering, and they had this. Uh, they had this. Uh, they were trying to do something with a non-specific mutation, some some mutation of a. Which sounds kind of scary that they're mutating ferrets. Uh, that kind of gives me a creepy vibe. That's maybe as scary as that fucking thing falling out of the sky. Just knowing there's some crazy mutated ferrets crawling around the world that could get out and that could come our way but anyway the, the ones that they were dealing with here they they died 
and uh, there was uh, seven of them that, that died, and this group now thinks that the University of Iowa should be leveled uh, a fine of at least $70,000. They're saying that each one of those ferrets uh, should be a $10,000 infraction each, and because, quote, the university's negligence killed innocent mothers and their newborn children. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, when you first brought that up on the Lost episode, yeah. I, I in my head I was like, I thought it was just like one student at the school let their seven ferrets die, and I'm like, I'm cool yeah. if you have a ferret or two, but seven. Yeah. So I didn't realize it was a research lab kind of deal. But yeah. uh, and I, I now I remember what we were talking about. We were talking about DMX. <laughs> I don't know how it even came up that well, we're talking about DMX so uh, tax DMX, evasion. Yes, DMX has company. I don't know if you saw this uh, guy right in your in your backyard, uh, right there on the Jersey Shore, Mister. What's his name? The Situation. <laughs> yes, from the yes, Jersey yes. Shore TV show. He he is uh, in the same boat as DMX. He's he's awaiting. He's awaiting his sentence for for tax fraud. Actually, DMX has been has actually been charged, and he's going to do a year at the, in the big house. And now, something I on the last episode, something that I was uh, incorrect about was I said that DMX was a little short guy, which I thought he was. I swear to God that Cat Williams did some kind of a, a bit about him that uh, was. But, uh, he's actually like five eleven, but uh, anyway. Yeah, but Cat Williams is like five foot one. He's yeah, he's like yeah. Just, yeah I don't so. know how is how tall he is. I mean, I know Kevin Hart is very no. It says that Cat Williams is five foot five, but when it comes to celebrities, yes, um, that's not right. That's never right. Like he's probably actually five three. Oh yeah, it says uh, Kevin Hart is five four. He's probably five one. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's always exaggerated. Yeah, they, it's like playing basketball for whatever university. They always add two inches to whoever it is. It's just you know. It's what they do. It's how they do. But yeah, so DMX, but, he's off to the big house. Yeah, but DMX, he uh, apparently he was so distraught that he had to play. I don't know if this is true. He had to play uh, his lyrics for the judge rather than to talk. <laughs> like it was a whole thing. Be like party, but we're not gonna party up in here. What do we do? But ah, uh, he. I, I don't know. He uh, Earl Simmons. By the way, Earl Simmons just does not have the ring that DMX has. That's why he changed his uh, shirt. Yeah. He yeah. was getting his hair cut by your guy at uh, Syracuse and smacked yeah. him in the head with those clippers and said, fucking Earl Simmons, dude, what the fuck are you doing, brother? <laughs> let's go, let's find something better. Got to be DMX or something like that. Yeah. So, but he has a, he a song, What's My Name? My name is GMX. He'd be like, what's my name? My name is Earl Simmons. My I'm, I'm not a rapper, but I'm just saying, and I'm, but I'm pretty, you hear that register down there? I can get right there, like, just fucking, I could have been yeah. DMX. But, you know, DMX, you know how many children he has? How many, fa- he's fathered, how many children? Just take a how guess, many, do you children? remember? Fifteen. Fifteen. Just fifteen. How many children DMX by how many mothers? That's what I want to know. I'm surprised if he's got 15 kids, he isn't volunteering to go to jail. Just (laughs) Wait a second. That might have been fake news because I just Googled it and it says... I Googled how many children DMX. It's <laughs> a weird thing. It's like instead of Alexa, I have DMX. And it's just like, yo, I got four children. It says, I, that was the worst DMX ever. Um, DMX children count. That's what it just says. It has a picture of DMX and it just says four. Xavier, four. 
Xavier Simmons, praise Mary Ella Simmons. Whoa, <laughs> praise Mary Ella Simmons, Sean Simmons, and Tacoma Simmons. Uh, but I read somewhere that says the 15th child. It says uh, rapper DMX welcomes his 15th child at 45. This is from August 2016. You know, he's Whoa. he's got he's had the money, and he's he, he is you know for somebody who's got the money, and he's he's got the he's got the bitches, you know. Apparently, um, so he's he's uh, you know, and uh, what can you say? There's some of these guys just don't like to rap that rascal. He's just like you know letting the, letting the seeds flow and. It's the way it's going to happen uh, if you're in that boat. So, like I said, it probably has something to do with why the tax evasion thing is there. If he's if he's got that many mouths to feed, he doesn't want to pay any fucking taxes. I, I wouldn't either. He shouldn't have to, really, if you think. <laughs> this is this is crazy. You know, I'm really obsessed with this. You don't you understand? I mean, that, that that's one fertile motherfucker. That yeah. is guy. He's like, I want a legacy. Uh, but I, I'm 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 googling DMX children names and I'm still coming up with the four. So this must be his first four or something. And then there's an article from September seventh, two thousand sixteen. Ricky Smiling Morning Show. Ricky Smiley Morning Show dot com. Ricky Smiley gets DMX to name all fifteen of his children. <laughs> it's like, did he win a prize? Because. That wouldn't be easy. I only have two, and I forget their names uh, sometimes. <laughs> that would be <laughs> I, tough. I gotta check that would this be out. Tough. I saw this. Uh, there's some new fucking show uh, about um, uh, the the polygamous show. It's uh, there's some new polygamous show out, and this guy's got. I think he's got five wives. I saw one episode of it. I have no idea what it's called, but uh, five wives, and I think there's like twenty some kids, twenty three or twenty six kids, and. Uh, even though, okay, all of that to me is batshit fucking crazy. Um, Mormonism even, <laughs> don't even get me started on that either. But um, so he's got the five wives uh, and all these kids. He seems, all of that said, he seems like a pretty reasonable uh, level-headed guy. He's, he seems like he's really dealing with it pretty well. And, and I know it's just TV and they make shit up and there's, you know, there's a lot of acting going on, but they, the, this guy is portrayed as like, he's fairly, he's good, fairly, he's got his shit together. His wives also are hotter than the other guy's wives. If you've seen that other uh, Mormon show, the other, the other polygamous show, he, his are okay. Um, but so this guy's got hotter wives than the other guy's wife. And uh, he also does a very good job. So part of this with all these kids is he makes it a point every day to talk to every one of his 26 or 23 kids, whatever it is. So he spent, he chunks out a little bit of time to have a little meaningful conversation with each one. And again, getting back to sometimes you got two, three kids and <laughs> you may not get a meaningful conversation uh, out, of the, out of the couple of kids. Sometimes it's like, what the fuck? You know, it's like you get these one word answers all the time. How's school today? Uh, fine. All that kind of stuff. So, yeah. so which one was this? Is this my five What's wives, it? sister my wives? Five wives. Sister okay. Wives is the original one came on. Now, Sister Wives, there's this dumb shit. I've watched this uh, more than I should. This dumb shit, Corey. They live in Las Vegas. He's got three, I think, wives. Uh, and um, he seems like just a fucking train wreck. This guy, he, even though he's got all these wives and a bunch of kids, too, he's like he's got like this little, uh, I don't know what it is, some kind of a little two-seater sports car he's going around. He's got, he's trying to, he just tries really hard. To, you can tell he's just, he's kind of a douchebag. Douche canoe, as, as the kids would say. He's a fucking douche canoe. <laughs> but um 
So, but it's the other one. It's the my, my what's it called? Say it again. My five, my five wives. My five wives. Yeah, the guy that's on there. Now I'm telling you, uh, he seems to kind of have his shit together in spite of all that. You know, fucking crazy. You know, he's got all this uh, nuttiness going on. I have no idea how the hell do you feed that many kids. Uh, you just there's got to be. Well, we're probably feeding those kids. There's probably, probably some fucking. I'm sure he's getting uh, assistance, government assistance somehow, or they they got that worked out. So it's. Uh, I'm sure he's he's on the dole, as they say in Ireland. Your Irish woman with the chocolates would have said yeah, he's on the dole. <laughs> I, I I mean he. Hey, they made a lot of money. Like they, they they had to make decent money from the TLC show, though. I would think that would be a reason to go on for sure. Um, they talk about uh, on there about there's they said something about the idea that the United States may be changing, and maybe they should. I, I guess there's no reason. To me, it's like. Um, yeah, they're, they, they're changing the laws about polygamy. I, I don't give a fuck if somebody. If you want to have five wives, uh, two husbands, three wives, whatever the hell you want to have, I, I don't really give a shit. I don't I, like. I, we were talking about this before on a previous podcast. Um, I don't like the idea of, of necessarily calling that all that stuff marriage because I think it's a contract with the government, and you can call it uh, if you want to get. Um, you, know, you, you 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 go to the government for the contract with your with your wives and all that. As far as the uh, the religious part about that that's a separate thing in my it's that should be a separation of church and state in my mind whether it's uh, traditional uh, male female stuff going on again just a fucking contract and it shouldn't be any different if you have um, legal property you want to be able to have uh, you know uh, insurance benefits and all that kind of stuff could you imagine (laughs) if you're an employer yeah that guy's an employee Uh, all right so let's uh, let's let's pay for your insurance Uh, what are we talking about here I have five kids and 26 children or five wives and 26 children Uh, so we're gonna your insurance is gonna cover 30 people is that what we're talking about Uh, I don't understand any of this. I don't know, like I don't know who the Duggars are. Like I, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, I remember like seeing them on the cover of like uh, you know Star and People magazine. Like I I, I get to a point now where I don't know any of this stuff anymore. And then I like Cody Brown. You mentioned his name. Uh, He's the guy from Sister Wives. No idea. You know the the other dude. No idea. Uh, and then, but while googling this, I just re- uh, googled Mormon reality show, and the best result was a video result from three years ago. Okay, my husband's not gay. Reality TV show faces backlash. What the fuck is that? <laughs> I have no idea. What was that show? There was no a idea. show called My Husband's Not Gay, and there were people that actually fucking signed a contract and agreed to be on the show. Obviously, the producers did not tell them the name of the show. They cast people. There's no way. Could you imagine? You were talking earlier. We were talking about stereotypes and, and gay stereotypes, and I did goad you into it a few episodes ago with the whole Burt Bacharach thing, but... Can you imagine? Because usually when that happens, you see like a married couple, and it's just like there's something about that guy. He's just like gay. Like everybody knows, but it's not like you go up to the company. You know, you don't tell the woman unless you're her best friend. Yeah, it seems Jim seems a little gay. You know, for the yeah. most part. So how do you how do you find these people? How do you cast them? I gotta find out more about this show. 
This is stupid. I didn't know they still did reality show TV oh, like yeah. this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's huge. Well, if you figure out how many networks there are, there's there's like a zillion networks now. They got Four, kind of, right? Kind of, well, no. Networks? <laughs> or, well, the main ABC, networks. ABC, CBS, Network. I'm only kidding. You've got... Yeah. It's so dumb. It, there are yeah. way too many. So we got all these TV channels now, and they've got to have content. And so, you know, what do you... Yeah, so they've, they've got to find these people. And... and uh, I swear yeah. to God, this pool house thing—it's—it's a—it's a show. I but, listen. Uh, I know. It, I'm a hundred percent sure it's a show, but it's not a reality show for a lot of reasons. No, no, no. It's, and it's—and it's uh, I know. I know it is. And I—I met—I I didn't meet with my friend Patty last night, but Patty, the one who created her show, we were talking about her show. She's got four more episodes to write. I—I know. I know what it needs to be. There's more stuff that comes up every single week. The newest episode. It's my uh, my former in-laws. They were here today for Easter Sunday, uh, and. Uh, their so daughter, my ex-wife, mother of my house? children. No, they didn't house? come to the pool house. No, no, they were at dinner inside the the, the main house. Okay, so you, they it's, let you it's the, the main house, house. now. They let I'm allowed the in the main house. house. Yes, for I had Easter. dinner for Easter. Yes, I was driving my passengers. I came in. Yeah, my sister's there with her Chinese 29-year-old hairdressing Chinese boyfriend. He's not a barber, though. He's not gone to barbering. But he has worked at a black barber shop. But he did the ladies' hair. That's not true. Um, and he, <laughs> their baby was there. My nephew, Adrian, was there. It was great. Pictures. Great to, cute, to hang kid. out and cute kid. Great to hold him and, like, just chill with him. Yeah. Uh, my mom, my dad, and my our kids. And I think that was it but i don't remember uh and uh so that my my former in-laws are moving uh to florida they live in like a 55 and over community down in lakewood new jersey they're selling that house and they're moving down somewhere near kissimmee which kissimmee is outside of orlando nice place they have two cars they have uh their second car uh a prius they asked their daughter my ex-wife mother of my children Yes. If John would be willing to drive it down for them, now they would pay me, as opposed <laughs> okay. to a car character, so a car carrier. So uh, there's a, I'm going back and forth. I'm yeah, like, what do I make in a day them. here? They're going to pay a grand. Well, yeah. No. Yeah. Well, so yeah. Close, they, so yeah. what? What I was looking at, they got a quote, the first initial quote of like four hundred and sixty-five dollars, whatever. They're not in a rush to get it down there. They that's have the deal, other car which deal. they're driving down there. Uh, I quickly did Googled it last night. And uh, found a company and got a quote of about eight hundred and seventy-five dollars. That sounds more New like Jersey most of them, yeah. to to that where they live, roughly based yeah. on the year, the car, the model, whatever. And so, but if I do it, it would be, you know, they'd have to pay me each day. It would take me two two and a half days to do it. Really, two. It's like a straight straight driving, no stops, impossible, even in a Prius. Um, I think it would take about 17 hours, 17, 18 hours. Yeah, right, it, right, you right, could right. possibly do it in like 15, 16, but that's challenging to maintain the type of speed to get in it down there. Anyway. Right, and not just be yeah, any car, you know, it would be tough. Um, so I think, in, and then it, and then they'd have to fly me back. So gas, tolls, you know, basic expenses, one night lodging, whatever, that could be like 60, 70 bucks, whatever, somewhere in North Carolina. South Carolina depends. One mm-hmm. of those states is really long to drive through. Right, you're like, right, oh my right. God, you're feeling. Yeah, and then you're you're, you're like driving, 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 and be like, oh, another Carolina. Uh, you know, um, I'm not sure. I, I've got to figure it out. I, I'm I'm open to it, um, but I'm not sure. So this so, will be sometime in May. But that, but I'm thinking that that would 
that might be a good episode. I think like it would that be a whole thing. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Listen, every day, every single day, there's a lot here. There's yes, a lot. There's here. a lot of material there. So I, um, I already have the third season figured out. I, I'm not <laughs> sure about the second season. See, I don't live in the pool house for every season. It's going to be each year. It's you know, I told you about it. You know, uh, that whole. Uh, not where do you live? Where are you staying at? Where are you staying at, man? Where are you staying? Yeah, at? I'm staying. Fuck, man, That's I'm a drifter. Say. Let's say that a a black barbershop that comes up. Where are you staying? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. What, what did I? I, would, I don't know why I brought any of that up. Uh, I asked you about Easter. I guess I don't remember what the hell we were talking. Yeah, about. Yeah. How was your Easter? Anything? I mean, now it's, it's your daughter's birthday. So yeah. yeah it's, so it's, the birthday thing, birthday, and, so. and uh, it was. You know, I went to. I, I'm, a, I'm a complete poser. I went to church. <laughs> What <laughs> um, which one? Which denomination is uh, it? Presbyterian. My my f- uh, father-in-law. You were pre- Catholic, right? Growing I was up. Catholic, but my father-in-law is a Presbyterian uh, minister. So uh, a couple times a year, we throw him a bone and go go to the service. And uh, I okay. So last year at Easter, I kind of uh, I I was uh, I kind of put my f- foot in my mouth a little bit where I, I mouthed off a lot about Easter stuff and I did some of this online and there was one particular person that got uh, re- really uh, offended by that and because uh, uh, I you know I made some zombie Jesus jokes and stuff like that but uh, <laughs> yeah which isn't appropriate it's never appropriate on the day of when people are enjoying whatever it is uh, you know to 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 be that way it really isn't you know and it really is not a good idea probably to be that way anyway but um, nonetheless I went there and then and uh, so, uh, you know, uh, this led to that. Somebody got their nose completely out of joint. Uh, and I'm thinking, you know, don't offend Christians. And I find out he's a fucking Mormon. All right, so don't get me going on the Mormon thing again. Um, but, uh, yeah, so um, I, I, I went and uh, I – to me, Easter – Okay, Easter is the worst because even though it's you know uh, he's risen, blah blah blah, all that stuff. Go, you, know, you said I was raised Catholic, so I went to Catholic school. Easter week was the worst fucking thing. Well, first of all, you had this forty-day funeral leading into into uh, Easter. You know, you get the whole uh, everybody walk around and be really somber, uh, give up something, from, you know, don't eat meat, blah blah blah. So you got this whole you know let's all feel bad for Jesus thing that goes on for forty fucking days. Um, and then when we got, and in, in, when you go to Catholic school, then also, yeah, that's one extra. We used to have to do an extra mass uh, during those weeks during uh, during Lent. So they had us going to mass one extra time, which is agony when you're a kid. And then uh, so we'd get to the actual week of Easter. So a couple things went on. My my mother was involved with a I can't remember what they're called some group with a bunch of women with church, and they would clean the shit out of the church. On before Easter, and was then the kids. Usually, they all drug their kids along because it was just this big thing where they they really did a good job of you know dusting everything and taking everything down and apart and blah blah blah. Uh, and so I got stuck doing that. Uh, I had to go to church on. Uh, we had to go to church on Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and then on Sunday. And then the Good Friday service was. Um, was just it was like three hours because they did the stations of the cross and they had confession and they also forced you to go to fucking confession you know it's like all right it's easter go go tell jesus your sins um and all that shit just you know I'm just even talking about it now and I'm, it's making my skin crawl but uh so i'm i really i have a bad attitude about easter is what i'm saying but i, I went to church anyway i you know you just i it's right, but you're in control of of how often you go to church now. Whereas sure, back then, yeah. Yeah. you sort of just I, I was never forced to go to church, and my Jewish mom used to take me 
to church because she was very liberal and open-minded and she wasn't like a she wasn't very religious Mm -hmm. you know she had never i don't even know if she'd ever been to a passover seder i had not until i was probably about 30 something and it was not even a family member it was like a friend from college and uh i don't know i i was um was never really into it um there are a few things i like Uh, do you remember how well do you remember a catholic mass uh, pretty well. I was, I, yeah, I was an altar boy, and I did all that shit. So yeah, I can remember. Yeah. I, I actually, and I, I uh, when I went to Catholic school, I, I we, I had Latin. I, I, I learned, uh, I, uh, you know, as much as you can learn in school. But yeah, I remember most of it. Yeah. Did you have any masses that were held in Latin? Yeah, yeah, they would do. That was uh. called high mass, and so they would do the whole thing in uh. Latin. And so you, yeah, as an altar, you had boy, to get high you know, to fucking get through the mass. Yeah, I yeah, understand. Yeah, you think so? I used to when I was when I was an altar boy. Uh, I, when I very first, so that'd be like fourth grade, I was like nine years old, uh, going to serve mass. Uh, I used to do the 5.30 a.m. Uh, mass, and uh, that was only, the only people that really went to 5.30 mass, it was at the, at the school. There was a, the, well, the nuns lived, we had most, most of the teachers were nuns, and so the school was uh, connected to the chapel, and then on the other side of the chapel, there was uh, the building over there where the nuns lived, uh, the nunnery or whatever they called it, and so um, the nuns would come in at 5.30 in the morning, and they would, uh, they'd have the mass for the nuns at 5.30, so I'd walk into this church, and it's dark, just dark as fuck, you know, just some candles going up front kind of thing, which is, you know, you're nine years old. Uh, I had just, I'd rode my bike across town to go to mass uh, and uh, walk into the church, knees knocking, just like, this is like some, you know, these women, that's when they still wear the black, you know, robe things and all that stuff. So you enter right. in this room full of uh, all of that. And they would say the, uh, they'd be saying the rosary out loud. And they were doing it in Latin. So you'd walk into this, uh, you know, you know, doing all this stuff in, in, uh, in Latin. Wait, 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 do that, do that again. Did, was that real or did you just, was that jibber-jabber? No, that's real. That's actual. You uh, remember it? Yeah, some of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, Espiritu Sante, Dominus Coviscum, et cum Spiritu Tua, some of that stuff. That's all, yeah, that's... Uh, no, I mean, honestly, I, w- I would let you do that for, like, four minutes. <laughs> it's like, kind of, it's, like it's honestly, it's kind of it's kind of creepy and kind of awesome at the same time. Like, it gives me chills. <laughs> my, like, wife, it's like, my wife, when I do that, I'll say anything in Latin. She's like, don't do that. <laughs> no, no, do it again. Wait, wait. <laughs> It's just like it's like a like a like a bar trick. Like, how much can you do? Are you just just reciting what you remember from a Latin mass? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, and some of it. I, if I look at something, if I look at something in Latin, um, a lot of times I can kind of figure it out. It's kind of it's like it's kind of like Spanish. You know, if you take a Spanish class, you look at something, you go, and I don't really remember most of this, but certain parts of it you can kind of get into. You know, it's always surprised me that um, uh, um, seize the day. Carpe diem. Um, that okay, yeah. you, you see that all over. But well, I sure. think something that would be much cooler would be if you had a shirt that said Carpe Noctum, which is seize the night. That's cooler. Um, but I don't ever see Carpe Noctum anywhere. Um, so if you see, can, can you like, can you fold that into like a whole little thing, like you said, a little rant? I don't. It doesn't matter what you're saying. Nobody. Very few people. If we have one person that follows it, I don't even need to. It's I. 
I'm like fascinated by it. I feel like uh, I'm watching The Exorcist. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like that. It's kind of like that. I, I saw the other day that they're, the Catholic Church is they're recruiting, um, well, they're teaching more, they're trying to teach more priests uh, how to do exorcisms now because they feel there's a greater Really? Need. Yeah, yeah. And they, well, How so? Like who needs these? Well, the, they said that there's more, uh, more people are in they're into more occult things now than ever before in history and a lot of it was like and they mentioned like tarot cards and things like that that they consider occult it's that's like a gateway thing and okay into the occult so there, there's more mm, okay. for exorcism yeah so, yeah I, right i i i have a ouija board it's not it doesn't really work and that ladies and gentlemen is our show Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we talk.